Today, I decided to come on a little bit early because I've been up early at an early meeting. I have some I have some team members in India. And so I, it's a 13 or 14 hour time difference or something like that. And so maybe it's 11, but it was a good idea to get up early. So here I am. So welcome. I'm Dr. Michelle Gordon. You guys know me. And thanks so much for watching today. Now, I want to make a reminder. We have the Menopause Movement Live Workshop in Manchester, UK on the 25th of April. So we don't want to miss this. At this one day workshop, we're going to be revealing the Minomate way of living so that you can discover how suffering is optional in menopause. Go to menopausemovementlive.com to buy tickets before we sell out. So today we're going to be talking about menopause and weight. So menopause and weight, right? Anybody else like pile on a ton of weight? When I got menopause, I piled on about 50 pounds. And uh, it took me quite a while to figure out how to lose that weight. One, one of the ways, one method that you can use to possibly help you shed some of that weight. But anybody else with weight issues in menopause? Because that, that was one of my biggest complaints, that along with uh, being moody and well, and not sleeping. So, so we're, but we're going to talk about intermittent fasting today. And on the Menopause Movement podcast this week, we welcomed Diane Parham. So Diane teaches fasting for today's aging woman. And today I want to share some of the benefits of intermittent fasting and to let you know some of the different ways to fast. Fasting for me was always steeped in religion. I was raised Catholic, and I learned all about Jesus and his 40-day fast while he was being tempted. And during my teenage years, I was, I was kind of religious. And so I would, I would, you know, do these fasts trying to prove my, I don't know, my loyalty to God or something. I'm not really sure. So I would do these prolonged fasts. And it wasn't, it was because I thought I had to, right? So if anybody's ever fasted before, because out of a religious reason, I'd, I'd like to know from you, you can just put a comment in or, you know, put a comment later on uh, on the replay. But as I went through medicine and now, you know, later on reading research and stuff, we've, we've discovered that intermittent fasting can actually be helpful. So it's become more and more prevalent in the media and we're seeing more research on it than ever before. So what is it? What is intermittent fasting? It's simple. You just don't eat for a period of time. Although we like to make fun of uh, the millennials. And, you know, basically you can skip breakfast, right? And that, that could be considered an interm intermittent fast. So leave it to the millennials to call skipping breakfast something like intermittent fasting. But that's just a joke. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. But you don't eat for a period of time. And everybody fasts while they're sleeping, right? So during a fast, it's okay to have water, coffee, or tea that has no sugar, milk, or cream. And that's because when you fast, it's, it's a matter of no calories, right? But also, if you're doing a little bit longer fast, and if you're super hungry, consuming less than or equal to 40 calories does not technically break a fast. And then other people will use nuts during a prolonged fast that's, they say, greater than 18 hours to stave off hunger. And the recommendation is usually around 10 almonds or three to five macadamia nuts or three to four Brazil nuts. And the fat that's in the nuts can help keep you full and stave off that hunger. But another thing is, is that you can consume bone broth during a fast, uh, especially if you find hunger uncomfortable. And that was my biggest issue was when I, when I would do a fast, I would be like, 
I'm so uncomfortable because I'm, I just want to eat and we're conditioned in society that, that, you know, eating is not only a social activity, but it's, it's like a, a sensory pleasure activity, right? And so how is it that we can not eat and still feel okay? So if this is resonating with you, let me know, put a, put a yes or a one in the comments. So there's a few types of fasting. There's a circadian fast, which is like a sunset to the morning. There's a 16-8 fast where you don't eat for 16 hours, but you can eat in an eight-hour window. That's, that's I think, can be kind of dangerous because that's a long time where you could probably overeat. Uh, there's an 18-6 fast where you fast for 18 hours, and then you, you have a six-hour window of eating. And that's, that's usually like two meals a day. The 16-8 is usually three meals a day, but you still, you know, you have to be careful because it's so easy. Just, you know, if you're eating three meals, you have to be careful because it's really easy to overeat, but you can always overeat. So it's, I think there's a huge part, like, because when we fast, if you, if you're doing, especially if you're doing intermittent fasting where you're not eating for a period of time and you're super, if you're like starving, like so hungry, right? then when you break your fast, it can be really easy to overeat. So it's important. And I've, I've had this happen where you know, I was traveling and I was trying to do intermittent fasting and I was so hungry. I just ordered like 3000 calories and then, you know, <laughs> but so you, so you have to be super mindful. And, and so it's really, it's really important for us to practice being in the present moment when we're doing fasting. And that's one thing I really love about doing intermittent fasting because it helps to keep me in the present moment. And one of the things that Diane says on the podcast is that ma hunger is where the magic happens. And when, when you can reframe it, when you can rethink it and say, okay, I'm hungry, but the magic is happening now because my body is doing all these things with this energy it doesn't need to use to digest right? So that's another way of rethinking it, especially if you want to lose some weight. And we've had pretty good success in the mental system with people who are doing intermittent fasting and then having kind of a keto-like lifestyle who've dropped, for the UK people, more than two stone. For the US people, it's you know, 30, 35 pounds. And then for the people who are in the metric system, 15 kilos plus. So a good, a good portion of their body body weight they've been able to lose by following this this method. Another type is a 24, so 20 hours of not eating, four hours of an eating window. Usually that's a one meal a day. And this is the most advanced, but maybe one of the best for inflammation, especially for women. And so, and Diane talks about this a little bit more in the podcast. So you can go to the menopause movement podcast and, you know, discover more about intermittent fasting with her. But I just, you know, this, this is kind of what I've been, been practicing this week. And the first day was kind of hard, but it's, it's gotten progressively better. And it's been interesting to kind of observe myself, but I do have to stay in the present moment. So the other thing is when there's a guy who teaches something called eat, stop, eat, and he says, just don't eat for one day a week, that that's another way to do it. And then you can do more of a prolonged fast for 36, 72 hours or seven days. Now, I don't recommend a prolonged fast without some sort of medical supervision. Susan says, 
I have a history of eating disorders, but find the longer I go without food, I don't want it. Is it possible for a previous anorexic to fast without their head going back to where it often goes? Well, Susan, that's outside of the scope of what I do. That is more of a question for a psychologist. I think that if you're ensuring during your feasting window, so it's the fast and then the feast. And if you're ensuring, if you count your calories and make sure you're getting at least 1500 calories during that time, then yes, it's certainly possible. But it could also be, especially if you're, if, if you're with a lot of body image issues, because a lot of the anorexic, and from my understanding, I'm not a psychologist, but or a psychiatrist, but a lot of the issues with anorexia are body image issues. So a lot of dysmorphia where, where women who are, you know, emaciated and starving still look at themselves as fat. And so if you're able to keep your headspace proper, then yeah, but I would say for someone like you, you may want to consider an accountability partner and give them permission to tell you that you're losing too much weight or, or your head isn't right. So that you got to be really careful because the last thing you want is to go back into that space where you're starving yourself. So that's, that's really important. In terms of the prolonged fast, again, 36 hours or more can help to reset the immune system. And I've read studies that have showed that a 72 hour water fast can completely reset the immune system. But again, I wouldn't do a prolonged fast without some medical supervision. There are some places that will give you like a one week fast where you get to have a little bit of broth and some almonds and things like that. And it kind of keeps the body from going into starvation mode. There's some studies that were, that happened with, with military guys way, way, way back. You know, we learned this in surgery school, you know, I'm a surgeon. And the reason why you're given dextrose when you're fasted in the hospital is that the, this, I don't remember his name. He started with a K because there were K rations, but what he would do is he would give, he would take these young, healthy recruits, guys that were in the military, and some of them he would give dextrose or like sugar, so they'd have little candies, and the others got nothing. And the ones who got nothing ended up having some muscle loss, and those who had the sugar did not lose their muscle. And so that's why we give dextrose because it's, it's muscle sparing and it keeps us from, from breaking down uh, our muscles. But again, you know, when, when you were doing keto, we, we want to make sure that we, we don't have too much sugar. And so, so if you're going to do a prolonged fast, I would say that you want to do it under medical supervision, maybe at a spa or something like that. I don't really recommend it. I did do a seven day fast once. And I did a Facebook live every day. And after about three days without food, I maybe four days, I started feeling really sad. And it was really good because I was able to, I, I now I'm able to more kind of commiserate with my patients when to understand about fasting, but and what it how it makes you feel. But it's also really, it's really hard. Because after about two, three days, it's just the, the energy can l- can lull uh, as you're getting used to going into ketosis. So it, it can be hard. So Amanda writes here, since I joined the Minnow system and the membership last July, I started intermittent fasting not long after I joined and did the 16-8 ratio and have lost two and a half stone. So that's about 35 pounds or 15 and a half kilos or something. Since watching Diane Parham's podcast on Wednesday, I've now increased it to 24 ratio. I have some nuts, water, coffee, and tea during the 20 hours, and I'm finding it okay at the moment. That's great. I have so much more energy and feel much better myself. Yeah, a lot of people will say that when they're not taking that energy, 
that they usually use for digestion, they're able to think a little bit more clearly. And this is something that that can intermittent fasting can have kind of a ripple effect in your life because it can help with your moods. It can help with your brain fog as you clear out toxins and, you know, kind of detox your body. But again, I don't recommend going into a 24 fast without some supervision. And to hear the whole conversation with Diane and discover more about intermittent fasting and about menopause in general, subscribe to the Menopause Movement podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Diane also has, she has a course that she, she teaches a three-week three course that helps women understand how to do a fast. And if you go to drmichellegordon.com slash podcasts, uh, you can get the show notes and a link to her course. Now, we discuss intermittent fasting along with proper nutrition in the mental system, and this is part of the mental mate way of eating. The doors are closed right now, but we will be opening for a few select women before the end of March, so stay tuned about that. But to discover more about the mental mate way of eating and living, join us in, the, in Manchester, UK on the 25th of April, 2020. That's just a couple months away, you guys, at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel, Manchester, Piccadilly. Now, at this one-day workshop, you will discover the mental mate way of eating, moving, thinking, and connecting so that you can rethink your menopause and take control of your symptoms. Remember, suffering is optional in menopause, and the mental mate way of living proves this. And you can ask any of the mental mates. They'll talk all about it. So to join the workshop and find out all about the mental mate way of living, go to menopausemovementlive.com. At the workshop, you will have a safe place to talk about menopause. We're breaking the silence on this phase in our lives that sometimes feels like a secret society that no one ever talks about. Has anybody ever felt like that? Like, it's just this secret society and we can't, like, where are we going to get our, our help from? It's crazy. We have, to, we have to support each other, right? Now, the hotel is close to the train station so that you can commute in if you want. And there's also a limited number of bed and breakfast rates at the hotel. Early bird pricing is in effect until March uh, 15th. So make sure you go to menopausemovementlive.com right now to sign up. You know, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us some reviews because the podcast, we have different guests every week. And this next next week, I think we're, we're talking about anxiety again, because that's our most downloaded episode. We've got a couple of episodes with Dr. Green on hormones. So you can go back and watch those. We have Stephanie talking about the Enneagram. That's pretty popular. We had Demi come on and talk about how to get your your story out and write a book. We had Deirdre Fay come on and talk about relationships and self-discovery. We've had a, f- a few women who help, you know, discover how you can make this next part of your life the best part of your life. Pelvic floor and core, get the body you want. There's a lot of really, really great info on the podcast. So make sure that you check that out. And if you have any questions at all about our workshop in Manchester or or about the podcast, then you can put them in the comments. Go right now and get your tickets to Menopause Movement Live because the tickets aren't going to last and we're going to sell out. And then you're going to miss out on becoming a Minomate. And it's a fraction of the cost of the of the Minnow system. So make sure you go now to menopausemovementlive.com and sign up. All right, everyone, have a fantastic weekend. And also, did you meet your goals? Or do you still need to do a couple of them? So let me know in the comments and have a great weekend. Bye.